0: Auto shows are in trouble. Some automakers are skipping certain auto shows and some are dropping out of others. On this week's show, we dive into what's going on and what it will take to turn it around.
1: And now, here's your host, John McElroy
0: want to thank you all for joining us on Autoline this week. You know auto shows have been a mainstay of the auto industry, going back well over a hundred years. They were super important for car companies to be at because there 's so many ready and eager customers wanting to look at their product. but these days, automakers aren 't going to every show In fact, auto shows are going to change a lot, and that 's what we 're going to be talking about today the future of auto shows because Joining us include Rod Alberts, the executive director of the Detroit Auto Dealers Association, which actually puts on the auto show in Detroit. Steve Bruin is with Foresight Research, a company that researches all kinds of things about auto shows. And Jason Vines is a communications consultant and author of multiple books, and he has actually put on some of the best reveals of new cars in the history <laughs> of the automotive industry. <laughs> and I want to thank you all for being here on AutoLine this week. Thank you. Steve, let me talk, uh, start with you. What's going on here? I mean, every car company had to be at every single auto show in the past. That's all changing. Now they're kind of picking and choosing which show they go to. Why?
2: Um, the attendance at the auto shows is huge. It's 11 million people last year. In the U.S.? In the U.S., in the U.S. 55 markets we measure, 11 million people. That's about, um, of that of those people, three quarters of them are in in the market to buy a car. We're talking about purchase decisions of 4.5 million. When we turn around and look at buyers a year later, it's 3.4 million actually did the buy. That said, why would you leave an auto show if you were a manufacturer? I'll tell you what's happening the auto companies are falling into a measurement trap. They have decided that the number of leads that they collect at an auto show is the, measures the value of the auto show. The problem with that is that only about a third of the buyers, of the people who leave an auto show and subsequently buy a car are hand raisers, only a third. In addition to that, the influence of an auto show goes for a year not three months why is that if my lease comes up in november i'm going to go to rod show to see what's coming up even though i know my lease isn't coming up yet it's an opportunity to do that if you take leads and do a sales match and you do it at three months you will understate the value of an auto show by 10 times that's the reason for this problem jason what do you see going on i mean you worked at chrysler
0: You ran communications for Nissan and Ford. Why would you, as an automaker, drop out of an auto show? Or would you do it? Is there a logic to it?
1: Well, I started hearing this 10 years ago that America had lost its love affair with a car. Bill Ford said that. Bill Ford Jr. said that. And young people are waiting longer to get their license. Yeah, that's true. But still, they forgot the notion that getting a new car is still a really cool thing. And people are excited about it even if they wait till they're 18 or 20 or 21 Um, my fear is the automakers got spooked and they decided to save money and take the show out of the show and I find that disturbing because I believe Steve's numbers and it's still a fun place to go and they've lost it and I hope they get it back because you just can't get that feel I'm sorry I'm sounding old school on the internet And I find so much of the advertising just crap lately. But to go and to be able to touch the car, take your kids with you, I still think that's exciting.
0: Rod, you put on the show. What what do you think? Why why do you think automakers are dropping? And it's not just your show. Shows all over the world are dropping out of.
3: Uh, Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it, uh, again, we're an international show like you would find with Frankfurt and other ones around the world. And they've been hit to a great degree because they're media focused. But the 65 shows we have in the U.S., I mean, you think about that, that's in cities representing about 160, 170 million people, so it's reaching, even if they don't go to the show, it's reaching people in the marketing and all that, too. So I see the urbanization side of it making auto shows even more important than they ever have been. And then you got the technology choices that are in the car. It's like color of, of, of cars and the choices you have there. It's beyond the stretch of the imagination. You can't go out and see all those cars and the technology. So... Uh, the idea of a manufacturers leaving, it's hard to understand, but I think social media, uh, new opportunities, and even you think about uh, millennials that are coming into leadership roles with manufacturers now and auto companies. They have a different mindset, and they're trying to take a different uh, approach to the way they market the product. So it doesn't make it right, but everybody's trying to be the, the innovator in, the, in this new era, and I think technology, choices... Uh, social media and uh, everybody trying to find a new way to take a look at it, but one way or the other we've had it happen before over the years they tend to come back understanding that at some point you have to go in and you have to compare the product and touch the car and get in the car and and now what you're finding with Millennials, they want to engage with the car which is where we're headed. It's just not static anymore, cars on carpet, they want that car to be moving and, and, and feel the car and understand what it's all about and get that comfort level with this autonomy and electrification. So it's really exciting uh, even more so, that I think you need to go see the car at some location like an auto show.
1: Have you Have you gone to a, a store that has air fresheners? Do you see one that says iPhone or Google? No, but you see one that says new car smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. we've we've kind of discounted that, and we shouldn't. And 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 Rod's right. The con, con, we've been talking about connectivity of of cars for the last yeah. twelve years, so much so that. It, yeah some of them got out of control. Um, but I think if they can make these things smarter so that people can enjoy their phone and keep their eyes on the road and they love their car, we can bring it back.
2: I'd like to pick up on something that Rod mentioned. You mentioned technology. And obviously there's a tremendous amount of technology that is already rolled out and is way more common we measure all forms of communications that a car company can use, all forms, one of which is auto shows. And when it comes to communicating technology, three step out from all the rest. The best way of communicating it is auto shows, events, and PR. That's how you do it. And with the increasing amounts of technology that's coming, it certainly seems to me that auto shows should take on an even more important role than they have in the past. I
3: I think that you you hit right on it. Uh, There's an evolution that occurred that didn't exist 15 years ago and that has to do with technology in the cars. And now they're calling it mobility, which is a confusing thought to me because what it used to mean. So um, having all this technology on the the show floor, that's why we created automobility, which is happening around the world too, at Paris and other shows, Mm -hmm. of showing technology in its own right. You've got startup companies. We had 60 startup companies last year that just want to be a product in a car in the future. And these companies are coming up all over the place, a lot in Michigan, but all over the world, and in, in Israel, you name it. But you'd add that to the uh, tier one suppliers that have technology and then uh, established companies beyond that. So uh, Google, you, you name it, Amazon, everybody's in the game now. So you have to bring that part into the show and let that be a part of it and not be too traditional. And I think we, even the auto show side, we just have to break out a little bit, modify to some degree, and you can, uh, you can make sure you hit all those points. Yeah. But technology is a big player. Huge, and it's gonna get bigger. You can't ignore it, yeah. so.
0: When I talk to car companies, though, and say, why are you guys picking and choosing shows? And they go, oh, it's so expensive. And uh, we'd much rather do our own event off-site because it's cheaper, mm. and now we've got the media, if, it, if they're talking about dealing with the media, in a captive audience instead of them rushing off to some other press conference. But what I keep hearing is the the cost of it. Are they being short-sighted, Steve?
2: We measure the pre- the public days. We measure you know what people are doing at auto shows. And the cost of it per... Sale. Put it that way, is surprisingly low. Surprisingly low, um, and in the regional shows, it's even lower. And uh, uh, so, you're talking about the cost of customer
0: acquisition.
2: That's exactly right. And um, it, when we do our measurement, our measure is always acquisitions. Always, how many cars does it sell? That's the bottom line. That's what pays the auto shows. It works. There's a reason that auto shows have existed for 115 years or more than that, 118 years.
3: But There's a why, reason for that. Yeah, that's why your role is so relevant now because uh, manufacturers, uh, whoever's leading that part of the ROI, uh, they want a measurable return on their investment. And the way you, you make that, that clear is either you add value to in the minds of the manufacturers of, of what they're doing and what they're getting out of it and creating that brand building, which is a big part of this too not just selling the car, but brand building of that product because they have to know all the lineup of the vehicles, which is, can be confusing at times. It's not just the Beetle at VW, it's a lineup of cars. And, and the other is the cost side. You know, I see smaller displays coming in and being more efficient. You see pop-ups with Mercedes and others, so there is gonna be a point in time if they can keep the brand image out there, you may see a little bit smaller build just to make sure that that, that uh, uh, fraction looks better on that ROI.
2: We measure ROI every year, and we will measure it again this year. But the last year, uh, the one uh, we finished last time, when there was a full year after that, given people have the time to buy the car, auto shows incrementally sold 908,000 cars industry-wide, 908,000. And this is why I talk about the show in the show. The
1: automakers compete fiercely on a day-to-day basis. They should compete in the auto shows. So that you have your press days, and the, the the cars, the trucks that come out, people go in the in the public days after media, mm-hmm. and out, they go, I got to go there, and a kid may drag his mom or dad and say, I got to go to that display because I saw this on the news or I heard about this. I mean, we did that in 1999 with the Nissan Xterra. Remember the giant backpack? Mm-hmm. We had little kids coming in. Explain the, the giant backpack. Well, the Xterra was a brand-new SUV, and on the back of the tailgate had a little indention or out-dention or whatever where you could open it up and put a backpack in there. So we created the world's largest backpack in history, 25, 30 feet tall, and the vehicle came out of the backpack. <laughs> and all the press materials were in backpacks. But... The thing that was most exciting was when the public days opened, families were coming in and and kids were going, Mom, Dad, let's go see the big backpack. And, you know, that's what you got to do. And that's why I hope we can get back to putting the show in the show, and I support Rod, even though we have a
3: problem. I want to call
1: it the Detroit Motor Show, but that's okay.
3: You you know, well, you may see something come one day soon, but, um, but, you know, it's interesting. uh, You know, Jason was a real creative, uh, still a creative guy, but, you know, it'd be nice to have him back in the auto show business because that excitement and the theatrics is a little bit of the fun that comes along with uh, the business, and it got a little little, uh, slow there for a while and a little stagnant. Uh, but it's popping again in regard to the things that you'll see at press events. But I can, keep it fair. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. How <laughs> much you got in there? There's
0: the payoff right on TV. Right? <laughs> right.
3: But I can tell you right now what's happening, uh, and, and we're excited about it because we have a convention center that will have a new name um, here shortly. Yeah. Uh, just to have that go through in the, the past uh, week or so. But uh, the idea of taking 14 acres on the river and being able to engage product and technology in the city of Detroit and engage the entire city is something that you're seeing in this generation millennials want. And we can do it instead of being static. We can be dynamic and give the the universe of car buyers and people that really love vehicles the the excitement that comes along with a Disney of a product. And it's truly really out there. We just have to turn it into that. And you you were the master uh, as we had all I those events. A lot of, I had a, uh, Can I have I, that billfold again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I want to come back to yeah. where you're going with the, the show in the future. But first, Jason, let's not get off this topic of the cost. You had some of the most incredible new product reveals of all time. You had that cattle drive out in front of right. Kobo Center in Detroit where all the cattle came down. Uh, you had... Uh, I think it was Bob Lutz and the then mayor of Detroit, Coleman Young, driving through through this plate glass uh, in a new uh, Jeep uh, Grand Grand Cherokee. Cherokee. And you also did my all-time favorite reveal of any car show, any product. The 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 Slava (laughs) Snow Blizzard. And it was this, what, Middle Eastern clown troop? Out of New York,
1: we had a giant snowstorm inside Kobo Arena. It was breathtaking, and we had got a standing ovation from half of the I was sure. standing. And you wrote the next day in the paper, it was the greatest press conference you'd ever seen in your life, and I was very proud of that. And Ford was very upset because all of the paper snowflakes went into their display. No, it was in the entire up. building that yeah. we had to clean <laughs> up after.
3: So i barely clarify. Okay, but what I'm getting yeah. at, Jason. they're expensive.
0: You spent a lot of uh, money on those things. Let me put it this way
1: PR spends less money in a year than marketing throws away in a month, okay? And, and the beauty of Chrysler was that the marketing folks saw that and offered us money and said, hey, you can probably spend this cheaper than, you know, a Super Bowl ad is, what, three, four million dollars? And the chances are your Super Bowl ad comes on
0: and somebody's taken." in the bathroom a break.
2: Break. break yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so let's get back to it. should car con- is that a good excuse for car companies to go oh it's too expensive to go to an auto show we're going to skip it no
1: i think uh, i'm i'm maybe maybe i'm just old school but i still think if you can make an impact in an auto show especially international auto show that gets coverage around the world uh, for instance you mentioned the ca- by the way the grand cherokee was tony cervon who's head of uh, GM, he, it was his idea, or he orchestrated. The cattle drive. We launched that. We had 50 or long horned cattle walking down the streets of Detroit in January. surrounded by cowboys with, on horseback. Now, with a couple of Dodge Rams. Now, what is the number one selling truck in the world? F-150. They launched the same day at the Detroit Auto Show. We got four times the coverage internationally with the cattle drive. And now this, that, not just because of that, that truck is rocking and rolling. It was rocking and rolling a little bit then, but it really, at the end of the year, this is January 8th, whatever, 2008, at the end of the year, Automotive News, the trade publication, had it on its review of the year, front page, the image of the year. How much was that worth to us? Billions. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> okay? Billions. So... And, I, and we've had—the Chrysler team was famous for doing this, These, the LeapFrog with the minivan, just images that lasted throughout the year. The Tomahawk motorcycle. The Tomahawk motorcycle. The motor- motorcycle with the Viper engine. Yes, um, but we did it with the Prowler, and we did it with other vehicles that we just—we we were creative, and, we, and our, our management supported us. And yes, it cost a few shekels, but in, the, in light of everything you look at on metrics— He'll probably support me. It paid for itself so many times over. Do you support him on
2: that, Steve? Yeah. There's, there's two primary payoffs um, from auto shows. One is selling cars to the people who attended the auto show. The second one is that disproportionately influencers attend auto shows and watch press events like that one. So there is a secondary uh, flow of sales that occur because you go to the auto show and you buy a car, you tell me about it, and I buy a car, my car has been to the auto show. Word of mouth is only a conveyance. And what you generate with PR events like that is a disproportionate high level of interest in people who influence other people's purchase decisions. Great point.
0: Okay, let's talk about the future. Rod, you're, you <laughs> guys are about to totally reinvent your auto show. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Well.
3: You know, I've been here for, uh, for, for 30 years almost. Um, we go way back to 91 when the Jeep went through the window mm. with uh, Bob Lutz and uh, Coleman Young. Uh, but if you stay anywhere long enough, I keep telling everybody, things are gonna change, not incrementally, but they're gonna change 180 degrees. And you just can't make small adjustments. At some point in time, especially for what we do in Detroit, I mean, with an international show, a global stage, um, the time is right, uh, just with feedback and understanding with, with technology and the opportunity to engage millennials and, the, and others then moving to, it's not about June, it's about what you can do in June and what you can do outside. And and that's
0: what we should explain for the audience that may not know. The Detroit Auto Show historically has been in January. Next year, you're moving it to June.
3: Since 1975. How's that for going back in time? Uh, But moving to June, again, allows us to do uh, equal amount of the 700,000 square feet that we have indoors. We have equal of that 14 acres equivalent to that outdoors with the media center and, and the arena in, the, in between. And we can take the six shows we have with the luxury cars that we partner with American Express and Centurion card members, which is a very specific event, but we can do things like a concourse d'Elegance outside that nobody has ever done. We have bays built in there for ride and drives, closed and open. And working with the city, we could do, it's kind of built like Paris. You got these spokes going out with Michigan Avenue. We can do ride and drives. And by the time we hit uh, a year and a half from now, We'll hit the full stride with autonomy and some other things you can do to get people comfortable with that product. So why not, instead of having it just, cars not moving, let's have them moving and doing some other things. You'll still have the cars side by side to compare, uh, but why not have the engagement and the people touching and feeling and seeing and riding in these cars? Like so we, can, we like, can do all kinds of things. Like we did with the Jeep in, first in New York. Exactly. exactly. We had a Jeep oh, track where you could go
1: yep. and then yeah. move it
3: to Chicago.
1: And uh, it just, is, and we can do that here. Uh, this is so exciting. And, and Rod knows I've been fighting for this uh, 15 years. Awesome. I said, why, why do we have this in the crappiest month mm-hmm. in Detroit when it's snowy and cold? Well, it's because we don't want to change because the, the auto show was designed to to bring in people interest in cars when car sales are down. I go, why can't we move it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way anymore. And I'm, I was so thrilled when I read it was yeah. it was moving
3: you know the other too is the cadence of product uh, you know you've been following unveilings around the world for a long time uh, the pie is a little different now the concept cars you don't see as many because everybody's tight in the time period with the build versus the the concept so they just become the car when they're ready to build right um, but the but the opportunity to to do something again in Detroit like this is gonna be really one-of-a-kind that we just maybe set the stage for a lot of the shows there's engagement elsewhere but we can do some things nobody else has ever done. Detroit's before. a beautiful city in Maine, especially here. now the yeah. timing's right. But That's the cadence of right. product coming out. One more thing about that: the That's cadence. Right. It does. It, it is throughout the year now. There's not just every September product coming out, or the first of the year. You might see something come out any month, and if they're ready, they'll do it on social media or a private event that they invite John McElroy to, and we don't get to go.
0: <laughs> Rod, one other thing that I heard is you guys are looking at South by Southwest, the great sure. music festival in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm and at uh, the Goodwood Festival of Speed yeah, in England, it. which has become yeah. this huge happening. Is that the goal, too, is make it more than just an auto show? Make it this entertaining yeah. happening with yeah. music and food and all kinds of well, things.
3: Well, Detroit's got a great history to that music and food. And austins uh, they've done a great job in that South by Southwest. been around a long time, but it told you they hit it just right in the last 10 or 15 years because that's what the people want. Mm-hmm. And we're taking a page out of their book. I mean, I'm not shy to say you know, if they got a good idea, I'm gonna take that and run with it. But you take Goodwood, which is in the middle, the Birmingham auto show doesn't exist, or the London, I don't believe. But they have this estate owned by Lord March or someone out in the middle of nowhere, and they get a half million people out there in product with manufacturers spread out in an open area that is engaged with people and rides and, and the product and branding. And it's an amazing, I think what I saw there last year going out to the Festival of Speed and then what you can take a South by Southwest in the U.S. and we can create something from that in the automotive sector and technology sector in the automotive business and do something again in Detroit that'll be one of a kind because Detroit's built for it and we got a convention center located right in the heart of it with 14 acres on the river. Why not engage the river? Yeah. I mean, it's really, it, the more I talk about it, the more exciting it becomes. And I know you're going to love it down there. Down because the on Charity earth. Preview Night, you may not have to wear black tie. You'll yeah. be all decked yeah. out in your... Uh... <laughs> yeah. And I'm for when that. you go
1: to the black tie,
0: you don't ruin your shoes
1: exactly. because you've got <laughs> snow and salt.
0: Yeah.
2: Steve, what do you make of this, reinventing the show? You think it's going to work? I think it's a really good idea. Um, and I think you'll be able to engage the technology that is coming and will be introduced and people are using today. In in ways that, in order to fully appreciate and understanding uh, understand where we're going with this product, Mm -hmm. you got to be in it. You got to touch it. You got to feel it. You can get specs and all kinds of information on the internet, but you're not up close and personal with the with the product. Mm -hmm. But in an event like that, you are, and it. Uh, and I think it 's a tremendous idea
3: you know on, on you know as the auto shows in north America again there's sixty five shows in the u s oh. you go to and we have a country with a market they vary greatly in regard to what the products sell in each market. Every show has its own personality i don 't care if you 're talking about around the world with Paris and Geneva you can you know they all have their feel, and we have ours at Detroit, but those sixty five shows in the u s all have their intent and purpose, and if they play to their strength um, uh, it, they can get bigger and better and and they're important in the market and they're needed because people love auto shows. Again, we all know about when we were kids, that will not change because kids of the day will remember going to the, the auto show with their family. Yeah, probably.
2: you're right, the regional shows are critical.
3: They are critical, yeah, they very critical. important.
2: The shopping that goes on at regional shows is huge. It's just huge.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. even
2: bigger than it is in the, inter- percentage-wise, uh, than the international We've shows. We got
3: 280 cars to choose from in the marketplace, exactly. not counting the technology within the cars. How are you gonna see them all? Yeah. So,
0: are, people will be able to get into autonomous cars and go running around the city.
3: You'll be probably going to Corktown and hang out at the train station, <laughs> and you'll be right by the GM building. And then, uh, what you got, um, uh, FCA with their uh, uh, the new plant downtown. I mean, everybody's kind of getting engaged in Detroit. Couldn't have done this 10 years ago, uh, but it's an opportunity now that we can really hit it in full stride and and at the prime time. It's, it's a good. Sorry, yeah.
1: and it supports the dealers. And I want to make this a critical point. I know Rod does that on a daily basis. The automotive dealers in in our region, around the country, they support their communities like no other. No other organization that I know of than the automotive dealers in this country support the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, the Little Leagues, and so forth. Support your dealers, because they're supporting your community.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, getting back to this, and we're, we're getting down to the end. Uh, I love this idea of being able to have the public experience this technology, not just watch a a video on YouTube or something like that, because uh, the Society of Automotive Engineers did a really interesting experiment or test last year. They took some autonomous cars down to Florida, to St. Petersburg, and they asked, hey, who wants to go in an autonomous car? And admittedly, people were self-selecting whether they wanted to go. But the SAE did a pre-survey. What do you think about autonomous cars? And it showed what all the other polls show. People are very wary. I mean, 80% of them said, I don't know about this. But they got in and went anyway because there was an engineer in the car who could take over. After they experienced driving in it, 80% of them said, I love this technology so much and I, like, and I trust it now. I'd even put my kids in it. So you could do a real favor to the industry there. Real on, quick, because we're not
2: to the end. Start. On that point. The young folks who go to auto shows are the first adopters of that technology by 100 yards. Great point. Excellent point. And I'm sure we could make some more, but we're out of time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Rod Albert, Steve Bruin, and Jason Vine, thanks so much, guys. Very interesting talk about auto shows.